0: The Morning Jam.
1: Tuesday morning. You're listening to The Morning Jam. I'm Janet Rose. So glad to have you uh, along this morning. Not quite as cold as it was yesterday, so I'll take that. Uh, Still a little bit chilly. Got temperatures in the upper 30s, low 40s right now. Uh, Hope you're off to a great start. Here's your thought of the day for today. You know you're getting old when work is a lot less fun and fun is a lot more work. You can't relate to that yet, but you will
2: fun is wait (laughs) a lot more work is fun when
1: work is a lot less fun and fun is a lot more work got it It takes a little more effort
2: (laughs) honestly honestly i'm starting to feel that way oh lord
1: (laughs) you're you're off you're at there mighty early my friend
2: i was gonna say uh new year's uh new year's day was and I didn't go that hard. It was a, it was a little rough. <laughs> Snooze that in, did you? <laughs> Staying up till two in the morning. I was, I was not great the next day.
1: Well, uh, I, uh, I slept it in. So there, but I did that when I was your age. So it doesn't really m- matter that much, I don't guess. Uh, here's your text number: 434-248-0704. Play along with our mind jam trivia today. Is Kid Invention Day. And I want you to tell me this morning, which invention was not made by a kid? Which of these inventions was not made by a kid? Was it the diving board, the Braille system, or swimming flippers? One of those was not made by a kid. The other two were made by kids. Give us your guess, 434 704 on this day in history, in 1976, or 76, this song by Barry Manlow was number I write one. The songs that make the whole world sing. I write the songs of love and special things. I write the songs See, the bad part about this is I will have this stinking song stuck in my head for the rest of the day. I am music and I write the songs. It's not a song I want stuck in my head. In 1984, the Supreme Court rules five to four that private use of a home VCR to tape TV programs for later viewing does not violate federal copyright laws. Five to four. That was close.
2: Hence the DVR.
1: Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think I still have VCR tapes at my house, I don't have anything to play them on. But I don't. For some reason, I find it difficult to I actually get rid of know some what a VCR
2: is. How about that?
1: Um, I would think so. Yeah, I'm still when a '90s were, kid. But you were little. Yeah, there were still they were born still VCRs in '97. Then. Right. So there were still VCRs then. Uh, 1997. The NBA suspends Dennis Rodman indefinitely for kicking a cameraman. He behaved badly a lot.
2: Yeah, but he also was really good.
1: Yeah, he was really good. He was a odd he's still an odd bird, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh got birthdays today and plenty of them. Actor James Earl Jones turns ninety-two years old today, of course, probably best known for playing Darth Vader. He wasn't credited for the first four movies. Which seems wrong. You to have me. failed me for the last time, Admiral. Captain Piet. Yes, my lord make ready to land our troops beyond their energy field and deploy the fleet so that nothing gets off the system. You are in command now, Admiral Biet. Thank you, Lord Vader. Uh, Yeah. What a voice. I could have played This as CNN, but it's more fun to play Darth Vader. Comedian Steve Harvey is having a birthday today. He is turning 66 years old. Gentlemen, welcome to Centurion.
0: This is how it will work. These guys are going to battle it out using only their best pickup lines. Uh, pick it up.
2: <laughs> you didn't pick a family feud clip? Nope. I uh, could, honestly, I know this is, a pre. you know, I could sit down and just watch family feud bloopers. It's so
1: funny. Well, if you haven't seen Lame or Game, you need to watch it because it is hysterical. Because hmm. you've all got all, all these guys using their. Uh, Using their pickup lines to try to pick up women. And it's, <laughs> and just to see him make fun of their pickup lines is absolutely worth it. Uh, also, having a birthday today is actor Jim Carrey, who turns 61 years old today. Did you miss me? I guess not. So many voices. Are you a fan of Jim Carrey? Are you? I, I yes. don't. A lot of his stuff, I just don't... My kids loved him. I I didn't appreciate a lot of his stuff.
2: Evan Almighty was really good.
1: Yeah. Um, liar, liar. Was okay. Cable
2: guy. Ace Ventura.
1: Yeah, I just... I Are know. you ready? That's right. <laughs> uh, also having a birthday today is Kid Rock. He turns 52 years old. Whiskey out the bottle. Not thinking about tomorrow. Singing
0: sweet homemade.
1: Honestly, I thought he was older than that. Of course, he's been rode hard and put up with a time or two, I would say. Uh, Michelle Obama having a birthday today. She is turning 59 years old. And singer Sheila Hutchardson of The Emotions is 70 years old. They're on my playlist. Love them. Just makes you feel good. Their music just makes you happy. Uh, singer Steve Earle is having a birthday today turning 68 years old and uh, singer Paul young if you're an 80s kid you know this one he is turning 67 years old today And then finally, singer Susanna Hoffs of the Bangles is having a birthday. She is turning 64 years old today.
0: If she knew what she wanted, it to her, it to her, it to her.
1: And there you go. There are your birthdays. If you uh, are having a birthday, that's who you share it with today. So we were uh, talking about our Mind Jam trivia. Today is Kid Invention Day. I was amazed at the things that were invented by kids, honestly. I don't think we give kids enough credit. Uh, Although, if I watch Shark Tank, lots of times there are kids on Shark Tank. And then I really feel like an underachiever, both as a kid and a parent, when I see them on there. Um, So there were three things that I listed for you. You had to tell me which one was not made by a kid. Your choices were... Uh, diving board, the Braille system, or swimming flippers? Uh, people are guessing the swimming flippers.
2: Yeah, I feel like that would be something like the you know like the Navy invents, uh, and then like it becomes isn't what like you know GPS was invented by the Navy,
1: and especially since the first ones were like actually for your the front of your hands. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good guess. Well, we're gonna see uh, what the answer Braille is. Braille seems seems
2: like the trick tricky one like you would think an adult or someone smart would make Braille right but I I think you're tricking us there and what was the other one uh
1: diving board a diving board
2: any kid could draw a line so yeah
1: well but I mean you could draw a line but to actual make a working diving board <laughs> Fair point. might be a little a little more I just thought kids were good at like breaking diving boards so I don't know yeah about
2: uh, I think I, I'm gonna go with it the flippers
1: i had a friend with uh with boys and they went through three diving boards until they finally gave up and said you know what we're just going to take the diving board down probably a smart call because they just kept breaking them we'll be back with your answer coming up on this tuesday edition of the morning jam thanks for joining us
0: Jam with Janet on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. We are the Morning Jam. On you.
1: Your Tuesday is getting off to a great start. This morning, we, uh, We started you out with your Mind Jam trivia. That kind of gets the brainwaves going a little bit. Uh, Today is Kid Invention Day. And I wanted you to tell us which of the following three things was not invented by a kid. And your choices were a diving board, the Braille system, or swimming flippers. And all of you picked swimming flippers. And
2: And we're all wrong.
1: And you're all wrong. No, uh, Benjamin Franklin invented them when he was eleven years old. Isn't that crazy? First of oh. all, that Benjamin Franklin invented them—that's them. basically
2: an adult back then, though. <laughs> Seriously, you getting married at like what eleven?
1: <laughs> you are not. He did not get married. At okay, 11. maybe
2: thirteen. So my bad. Well,
1: not a not a man. A a girl might get married at thirteen. but not a not a man. So he was eleven years old. When when he invented those. Um, Louis Braille was 15 when he invented the Braille system. Uh, We also have Frank Epperson, who invented the popsicle at 11.
2: So the diving board. Uh,
1: The diving board was not invented by a child. And was actually dated back to like Greece. So the diving Hmm. board's been around a long time. But the trampoline, which was inspired by the diving board, was invented by a 16-year-old. Hmm. and earmuffs were also invented by kids. I'm so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like, we didn't invent anything. See, I would like to think that that was long ago before, th- uh, you know, a lot of things have already been invented. My best In creation defense, My
2: best creation was pouring baked beans on the bottom of a hot dog bun and putting the hot dog on top during a camping trip.
1: <laughs> what, it was what, good. What is that called?
2: I don't know, but a it worked. Hot
1: mess. Yummy. It's called yummy.
2: It's called saving dishes.
1: Yeah, it's it's amazing. Um You know, what what was invented by by kids. The precursor to the TV was invented by a 15-year-old as well. So, uh, uh, also skiing and snowboarding and, yeah, all kinds of things. So, encourage your kids to invent because it's National, you know, Kid Invention Day. So, I like it a lot. So, we have lots to talk about this morning, uh, including... Uh, we're going to be having, is it Scott McFarlane joining us? Yeah. Eight He's going to be joining us at 8 o'clock to talk about this whole document debacle with Biden. Now, they've tried really hard to make this go away, but it is not going away. And here's the thing. I'm not convinced that this isn't being urged on by his own party because I think they want him gone by the next election. I mean, it seems like people are dropping away like flies from the sky. So uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll get uh, Scott McFarland to give us all the latest on that. Also, a little bit later on this morning, we'll be talking about that mass shooting that took place at a Martin Luther King Day event and another super disturbing uh, video that has gone viral. An Indiana man has been arrested over the weekend after a boy who was supposedly his son was seen wielding and pointing a gun outside of their apartment unit. This was caught on film. And Shane Osborne, he's 45, faces the charge of felony neglect. The arrest was captured uh, on a reality TV show called On Patrol Live, they responded Saturday to a 911 call made by a neighbor in the building where they could see the child on video holding a weapon in the hi- in the hallway. He's so young. I mean, this toddler has a diaper on and is waving a gun and pulling the trigger. No rounds were in the chamber, thankfully. He did not appear to be harmed, but to see it is just... It's like your brain can't really even take it in. Uh, watching the video, the a neighbor said he just kept going pow pow, pow pow. And um, the magazine was also taken, had 15 rounds inside it. Uh, the child returned to his mother, not sure where the mom was, but a pretty pretty horrific example of I mean obviously these people should not have a gun clearly and I don't know I don't know that much about the background but clearly they're not watching their child so so we'll talk about some of those things um, also another fire in our area that took place this time it was uh, in Campbell County and uh, it moved very quickly apparently uh, destroyed the home, displaced four people, uh, a dog died in the fire, and um, those who made it out credited one of their other dogs with saving them and said the dog started acting erratically and they knew that, that something something was wrong. We talked about this a little bit yesterday about how important it is to make a plan when you have a family, and, uh, and, and it's true now more than ever. You've got to make a plan with your family to make sure that, especially if you have kids, that you're making a plan that can, you know, your children are really going to understand. One of the things they say to do if you have kids is to map out a floor plan of your home um, and do this with your children because it it allows your kids to visualize the emergency plan in a really non-threatening way. And you can explain the different ways that, you know, you can get out and they can get out of their room uh, depending on the location of the fire. And they say make it interactive, have them mark all the windows and the doors where they could possibly get out and get them involved in the, the making of the plan. That way they'll be less panicked if they if a fire ever were to occur in your home. And then after planning the evacuation routes, then you need to establish a meeting safe uh, spot that is safe distance away from your house and so that your family members don't get separated. So maybe, you know, it's a tree in the far yard or, or something like that, or maybe it's a, a fence a, at the neighbor's house or something like that. There was also uh, a report out of Roanoke where the Roanoke Fire and EMS Department stressed the importance of keeping your door closed to your bedroom, like when you go to bed, they say the difference in the side of the door with the fire and the other side of the door is just amazing during a fire the temperature in a bedroom with a closed door can stay well below 100 degrees while the temperature outside can reach over a thousand degrees and it also keeps out toxic smoke um, and in the end can can save your life so they're coming out and talking about some of those things we also have the red cross putting out information about space heaters because a lot of times we're seeing some of these fires starting with space heaters and they're saying it's really important that you give space heater space you got to keep kids pets uh... and things away from the space heater don't put it up against furniture bedding uh, keep it away from any type of paper clothing carpets blankets rugs at least three feet away Um, There needs to be nothing around uh, those space heaters. They say you have to use it on a level, hard, non-flammable surface, not on carpet, not on rugs, not near bedding or drapes, and plug the cords directly into outlets. Don't use extension cords. Apparently, these are things that they're seeing a lot of right now. And, of course, Red Cross, they're the ones that ends up going and helping these families. But if you have to use a space heater, make sure that you're using it properly. They say never leave a fire in the fireplace unattended. Use a glass or metal fire screen to make sure you keep the fire and the embers in the fireplace. Do not use a cooking range to heat your home. And then turn off portable space heaters every time you leave a room or if you go to sleep. So just a few tips Uh, With that this morning, as we are seeing more and more of these fires. Also, they say, you know, make sure that you have your working fire um, detectors. You have your, what do you call them, fire extinguishers, uh, things like that. Baking soda near your, near your um, oven. Now, do you have fire extinguishers? No. You don't? That's one of the first things you need to do in your in your new home is you need to have fire extinguishers in places where you can get to them and it's so it's like the last thing you're thinking of yep when when you're doing a home he's like getting his phone putting a note in (laughs) actually Uh, yeah you really you do need to do that it's important you
2: talk about fire plans like so i obviously you have to take the emergency preparedness merit badge when you get your eagle scout sure and so part of that merit badge is making a fire plan right so yeah i had to do that you did
1: get practice at doing that and we had that when when we were at school too but uh it, it really is important to do it and if that fire extinguisher has been sitting somewhere for a long time like if you bought it 15 20 years ago might be time to replace that just saying because uh, i'm really getting sad doing my all list. these stories look at that good boy uh all these stories about fires and and lost pets and and we had that story about the mother and the daughter yesterday uh, that, that died in a fire. So do make sure that you're taking extra precautions, especially this time of year. Kimberly Broom going to be coming up with your headlines from WTVJ7. We'll take a look at your forecast and the headlines of the day, all here on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. You're listening to The Morning Jam. <laughs>
0: It's time for your morning jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. I'm meteorologist Brent Watts. rain tapers off this afternoon. Highs at 60 degrees with clearing skies. Partly cloudy tonight with a low of 43. A mostly sunny day to start on Wednesday. A few more clouds, but very warm. Highs at 64 degrees. As we head into Wednesday night, more clouds. A few stray showers possible. Lows at 48. And rain likely on Thursday with daytime highs at 63.
1: Well, there is a lot of rain coming down right now. It's 40 degrees in Lynchburg, 39 in Bedford, 41 in Roanoke and Salem, 43 in Danville, 39 in Amherst, 38 in Appomattox.
0: It's the rebirth of Common Sense Talk Radio. We are the Morning Jam. Have you seen Tell me, have
1: you seen it? So, I asked Trey to uh, pull this song up. <laughs> Trey said, I have
2: to embarrass me.
1: <laughs> said, do you do you want to hear MC Hammer's version or you wanna tell him why you called the group?
2: I said the highlights.
1: <laughs> you did not. He said, Do you want MC Hammer or the Shallotte? <laughs> Um, i don't it's that's too great, early it's it, a great name though my sponsored by starbucks my Chai caffeine
2: I, i've not had my full caffeine intake yet so well
1: we're dedicating this to kamala harris because uh she has kind of been off the map for a while uh she's pretty much disappeared from leading any public events certainly on uh migration uh, dodging one of the responsibilities that was ceremoniously bestowed upon her by President Biden. Um, there is an article in the Daily Caller saying that the last time she led an event on migration was June 7th. And that's when she announced nearly $2 billion in additional funding to address, drum roll please, those root causes, because that's what she's been working on, of migration. She has not led a migration event since, did not accompany Joe Biden on his first trip to the border. We talked about that on the air. And according to a Daily Caller analysis of White House public statements, in December, White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre said she didn't have any updates on what Harris had been doing on migration. Harris's office did not respond to an inquiry posing the question, has she done anything on migration since June? Instead of Harris tackling illegal migration issues, White House public statements show her attention visibly shifted to abortion, diplomacy, and diversity events in the second half of 2022. A large part of her summer was spent pushing abortion rights, after the Roe v. Wade in May, speaking to state leaders across the country about what she calls reproductive rights. Since her last migration-related event, she had at least 28 meetings with various leaders about reproductive rights, including Latina state legislatures and disability rights leaders. Harris's abortion efforts were accompanied by meetings with foreign leaders, In the last seven months, she met with the presidents of Mexico, France, South Korea, South Africa, and traveled to South Korea, Thailand, the Philippines, and Japan, spoke with leaders of the Pacific Islands, Nigeria, and the Caribbean, the president of Guyana and the prime ministers of Canada, Australia, South Korea, Japan, Poland, Jamaica, and Lithuania, and participated in the U.S. African Leaders Summit. I have to tell you, I find that terrifying (laughs) that she's talked with all those people. Representing us. Uh, she also participated in uh, events for the Democratic National Committee, held events as the chair of the National Space Council. But the bottom line is she was appointed to lead the immigration issues, the migration efforts of the administration. Um, Biden appointed Harris to lead the efforts of the administration In March of 21 saying it's not her full responsibility, but she is leading the effort. And he said at that time, she was the most qualified person to do that, except nothing's happening. The Biden administration has experienced record numbers of illegal immigrant encounters with U.S. Customs and Border Protection, 250,000 encounters in December alone. And on January 5th, before Biden's trip to the border, the president said he was proud of Harris for securing the $3.2 billion in private sector funding for Central America. Harris did not participate in the remarks on the administration's border strategy and just jumped in to fill in for Biden's gaffes, the article says. Now, there was a story yesterday about farmers saying that all the immigration that's going on is causing food insecurity with their farms. I I'm not exactly sure why why that why that is. Um they're saying that because of this, we're losing a lot of a lot of our food there. Um I don't know if it's because they, the people are actually living in their fields. I mean, is that what it is? They say they have to go in, and mark off where the immigrants have been, and that they can't sell that food. Then, so I'm not exactly. They they don't really say why. I, I'm just assuming it's because they're living in in those fields for several weeks, and because of the bio waste. I mean, but they won't say in the articles. So I'm not, has anyone read anything that explains more about why they're saying this is a problem? I can only assume that that's what it is, but they're saying it's, uh, that we're losing a lot of our food. And I think the one farmer in particular was growing things like romaine lettuce and, and, and they grow a lot of it for the country. Um, and they say that they just have to, to market and then they can't sell it. So that's not good. Heaven knows we don't need to be losing any foods. We have enough food insecurity as it goes. Of course, <laughs> Trey sent me a meme a minute ago with the uh, the guy off Tiger King. <laughs> and it said, a recipe calls for six eggs and me. And it shows the Tiger King saying, I'll never recover financially from this. It does feel that way as eggs are over $7 for like an 18 count. Uh, it feels a little bit like that might be going on. But if you've heard anything about the this uh, loss of, of our crops because of, of immigrants, I'd like to know, because the articles I read yesterday were very, very vague. They didn't really tell us a lot about what was going on.
0: It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on The Morning Jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight.
1: Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They're on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg. They are cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day. And they're working hard to keep their prices low so you can keep your prices as low as possible. We've been giving you a lot of recipes that are kind of lightening things up for the first of the year And are hopefully going to be a little bit easier On your pocketbook We typically do one meal a week At least That doesn't really have uh, A meat protein in it Um, So we'll go with Maybe lentils, beans, that kind of thing This is a terrific recipe That is completely You know, meat free But it's so delicious It's a cheesy white bean tomato bake Recipe And, And now don't knock it until you've tried it. Uh, you're going to start with um, some spinach, some cannelloni white beans. A cannelloni white bean is a white kidney bean, basically, and it's probably my favorite white bean. At FNL, they have a great variety of canned and dried beans for you to choose from. You're going to start by preheating your oven to 475, and then in a 10-inch oven-proof skillet, heat a little bit of olive oil over medium-high heat, and you're going to fry three large cloves of garlic, thinly sliced until they're lightly golden. You don't want to burn them, but just until they're golden and then remove them. Add in some, uh, some San Marzano peeled tomatoes and mash them with a potato masher. So these are like whole tomatoes and let them cook for about a minute. Then reduce that heat uh, because you don't want that garlic to burn. I take the garlic out and then put the garlic back in. That's what I do because I... Burned garlic will ruin your meal. Uh, Then you're going to add in a couple of handfuls of fresh spinach and two 15-ounce cans of cannelloni white beans, rinsed and drained. So you're going to put those over in there and you're going to put in some Italian seasoning, some crushed red pepper flakes, and a little salt and pepper. Stir it to combine. Then you're going to cover it with a little bit of uh, mozzarella cheese. And then you're going to bake it in the oven for about 10 minutes. If you like the cheese to be a little bit more brown, you can switch on that broiler uh, for about two minutes. And then you're going to serve it with a nice crusty loaf of bread. And you're just going to dip up that deliciousness onto that crusty bread. And that's going to be dinner. And it is super delicious. It's uh, pretty good for you, too. And you can uh, whip it up in a jiff. Maybe it might take you 20 minutes. Maybe. Maybe to get dinner on the table. I know it sounds a little different, but it's really delicious and it is a super affordable meal that I think you'll like. Check it out by going to Facebook, type in Janet's Five and Dine. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share and you can just look them up right there in the search box. Anything that we've talked about on the air, you can type it in and it will pop right up for you. So check it out by going to Facebook Type in Janet's Five and Dine. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share brought to you by F&L Market, where their meats are a cut above.
0: The definition of the word jam. To pack something tightly. A machine seizing or becoming stuck. A sweet preserve made from fruit. A common sense radio talk show. The Morning Jam. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to The Morning Jam.
1: So a few minutes ago we were talking about, uh, here on The Morning Jam, the migrants um, exploiting the border walls and contaminating crops. Uh, This is in Arizona that this is is happening. And uh, evidently there are two Arizona farmers that have fields near that border and at one time, they had uh, large shipping crates that kind of helped protect their their crops in that area, and um, and they were forced to to have those removed. Now they're saying there's a food safety concern because the fields are monitored and audited and tested for different pathogens, and if somebody is in that field and uh, and There are pathogens found, then they have to to mark them, and then they can't sell them. Um, And Yuma is the agricultural leader on leafy green production during winter months. Ninety percent of our supply of romaine and iceberg comes from that area. We've got a caller on the line. Good morning. You're on the morning jam. Hi, who's this? Well,
2: good morning, and Trey knows why I'm calling this morning, don't you, Trey? Oh, nope.
0: something
1: to do with sports I'm nah, assuming.
2: I have nothing. I mean, Dallas Cowboys did no. beat an 8 and 9 football team last night, so that's great.
1: Oh, are you excited?
2: They're going to lose to San Francisco. So
1: That's that's not why I'm, that's not why I'm calling. Why would we assume that? Typical
2: Eagles fan assuming something. I'm calling about Janet five and dying. Why are you so racist? What's this about the white beans? Racist? Where's the African American beans? Oh,
1: the white, because <laughs> they're white beans. Well, I guess you could use yeah. black beans if you wanted to, but you're not going to get that Tuscan whoa, flavor. Whoa, whoa.
2: You can't say that term. They're African American beans. You're white. I thought he called me racist there. Food. I thought he was calling me racist for a second. I was very confused. And okay. No. Now he's talking the bit bit the beans. Okay, this it, is.
1: Yeah, he's talking about beans. The f- right the five and nine, uh white beans what's this white supremacy you're you're the one that likes the white chocolate not me i'm just saying well it's it's superior that's all we got to say about that and this is the
2: last episode of the morning jam thank you so much (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: seriously Oh, you're so And good. We'll see if the Beagles can beat a team that barely has a winning record this week coming weekend, won't we?
2: Well, at least they had uh, the team they play had a winning record, unlike <laughs> the the Buccaneers. And and Who had was the, the quarterback e- last night the goat? Maybe he was considered the
1: goat. Yeah, that Dallas beat? Yeah,
2: he didn't look like Tom Brady last night. We're we're I think I could play food better than him.
1: Security and y'all are bickering well, over a team. <laughs> and all that's I, because of the defense that was in her, his face all night.
2: All I gotta say is I probably been been could have done ahead. a better okay, job than bye-bye. your kicker.
1: And bye bye. <laughs> and bye <bye-bye>. bye. <laughs> Their kicker missed four extra points
2: in a row. Okay, I don't care. It's okay. I, I'll have. I like right. I said. I'll just bide my time. Monday will come. The Eagles will be in the NFC Championship game, and the Cowboys will not. And it'll be okay.
1: All right. Are we done now? Yeah, I hung up on him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That he did not have my instructions to hang up. Actually, I just turned you. them off.
2: You uh, said said bye. Okay.
1: Well, I am I am concerned about this is like a whole different level of issues that we're having now with the uh, illegal immigrants in this area um, because again, this time of year we don't have a lot of fresh veg coming in anyway, especially from America, and this part of the country provides ninety percent of the leafy greens that we that we eat. And the prices are already just ridiculous. They don't need to get more ridiculous. Um, And this farmer is saying they've had quite a bit of traffic through and around the fields uh, through the entire year. And apparently, um, when Governor Ducey Ordered the construction of a container wall in August to plug the holes. That helped, but then the state agreed to remove the shipping containers um, early this month because of a lawsuit. And where the gaps are, is, you know, where they're coming through. And uh, fifth-generation farmer Hank Aza said, we spend hundreds of thousands of dollars just on our farm for food safety. The crossings increased 171% between 21 and 22. And about a million migrants have crossed Arizona's southern border during Biden's pregnancy. He said, this is the largest humanitarian disaster we've had, and part of the country is happy that it's happening, and I don't understand why. A neighboring farm lost $100,000 after a handful of migrants hid on his land for a week. And they couldn't harvest the affected crops because they could be contaminated with pathogens that would lead to foodborne illness. Now you start failing food safety audits. There's no insurance in the produce business. So that's a complete loss. And then that's going to show up again at the grocery stores because they can't live that way. Um, They told Fox News that Yuma's agricultural production is vital to feed Americans, pleaded with the Biden administration to close that border wall gap and enforce stricter immigration policies to ease the strain. Uh, They announced on January 6th that construction to close Yuma's border wall gaps would begin this week, but hadn't started as of Sunday evening. Well, they just took it down. I mean, is that what we're doing? They put it up and take it down and put it up and take it down? I don't know. It's crazy. So not only do we have, you know, the droughts and the all this other stuff going on, but now their foods are being contaminated by the, the immigrants that are that are coming over and and they're hiding, so then they can't, you know, find out exactly where they are. Coming up at the top of the hour, we're gonna have uh, CBS correspondent Scott McFarland. He's gonna join us and is gonna be giving us the latest on the uh, the the illegal documents or the classified documents and um, Biden's lawyers likely witnesses in this criminal investigation and uh, one professor is saying they need to cooperate fully with this investigation because turnabout's fair play as as big of a fit as they threw with Trump I just don't think this one is going to go away but we're going to get the the latest detail from uh, from Scott he's staying updated on that so uh, that's that's going to be a good thing Uh, More news out of Idaho, Idaho murder suspect Brian Koberger had a very normal conversation with a neighbor in the days following the murders of the four university students. Uh, He apparently crossed the line from Washington, where he lived, back into Idaho, and talked about the event um, with a neighbor. The, uh, he said, have you heard about the murders? Yeah. The neighbor said, uh, he's like, yeah, it seems like they don't have any leads. The neighbor said Koberger had suggested an early theory that the murders were a crime of passion. He said the interaction ended shortly thereafter. They said that Monday Koberger's father, while helping him move into the apartment, asked if the neighbor would be friends with his son, he said, I felt like he was setting up a play date. At some point, the neighbor's wife said, don't bring him back. He gives me a bad feeling. Don't have him back in this apartment. Grace said, Koberger's father had been characterized as a straightforward, friendly, talkative person. Here's the other thing that I learned in watching that special over the weekend. Uh, this guy, when he was in high school, was extremely overweight and was extremely bullied. You know, Marco talks about that a lot when we have him on, talking about how many times violent people, particularly you know shooters and that type thing, if they're bullied early on, that can have a real impact on them. This kid was definitely bullied um, considerably heavier when he was in high school than he is now, because he's pretty lean now but he was very heavy in high school so they think that that also had come into play with that coming up at the top of the hour Bill Trefero's on the way with your latest local and regional headlines as only Bill delivers from our Roanoke news desk and then we have CBS News coming up at the top of the hour as well you're listening to the Morning Jam I'm Janet Rose keep our numbers handy 866-916-3776 unless you want to talk sports and then that's an afternoon show with Ed Lane that you can listen to uh and then our text number is 434-248-0704 we'll be back thanks for listening